I've got a um, cider on the go just to help grease Bottled this festive last, cheer. <laughs> this painful last episode through the... <laughs> Grease the wheels of this absolute steamroller of an episode. <laughs> the sellout of an episode that this is. The, yep. like the, the money grab that is the Christmas special. <laughs> ho, ho, hello, and welcome to the Internet of Trash, a podcast about all the smart tech we could probably live without in our day-to-day lives. I'm Dave. And I'm Chris. Chris, it's nearly Christmas. Or if you're listening to this, which you are, uh, if you are listening to this, it will be nearly Christmas for you. And it's nearly Christmas for us as well. It is. This is, as you can, as you can tell by Dave's incredibly jolly intro, this is the Christmas special. Could you tell? <laughs> Not to be mistaken for last week's episode, which was the season finale Christmas-themed episode. <laughs> yes, I know, easy to mix up, and it's almost like we didn't plan it that way. <laughs> Somebody didn't think this through very well. Some intern's going to get fired here. Um, so uh, if indeed uh, last week's episode does turn out to be more Christmassy than this week's episode, you can have your money back. Um, essentially. I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> or just swap them over. If you listen to last week's episode now uh, as the Christmas special and listen to this week's episode last week, you'll be fine. We could just say that there's a technical glitch and it, actually your podcast app of choice has released the wrong one at the wrong time. Maybe we can just blame it on that. Oh, no. How do we work with these people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a slight technical glitch and your podcast hosts planned this incredibly poorly. <laughs> so, Chris, we have our drinks that they're ready to celebrate Christmas. I do. I was told uh, before recording to grab a drink because I'm going to need it. <laughs> so this has all the makings of a good Christmas. Hey, I mean, this is the second episode in this in season one where we've had alcohol at our hands during <laughs> during recording. So it's also the second Christmas themed episode <laughs> out of nine nine available episodes. Two have been Christmas themed. That's <laughs> yes, why well, we like to set new records on this show. <laughs> so, Chris, it is uh, we are talking a few days after the national lockdown ended for November for the UK. I don't know about you. My Christmas planning, I've got, I, I know pretty much what I'm going to get people. I'm trying to, as I mentioned before, shop local. So as much as possible, I'm trying to shop local. I went out today, it's a Saturday we're recording, and it's the first Saturday after this lockdown. And uh, Super Saturday. Well, no, I think that's the one before Christmas, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> like, that's the one. Potentially. It seems to be a Super Saturday connected to every major event. Is, I'm sure yeah, football is like there was an Olympic Super Saturday, wasn't there? And there's like a there's like a New Year's Super Saturday and a <laughs> Halloween Super Saturday and a Saturday a Super Summer Saturday. Super Saturday. <laughs> it's just a good day. Oh, so it's just a, a generally good day. You're in the middle of the weekend. It's not not quite end of Sunday where it's nearly work again. You've just come out of work. Yeah, it's it's good. Super Saturday indeed. It was packed in town, Chris. I hated every moment of it, and I bought a <laughs> roll of wrapping paper and a a bit of Tupperware for myself, and that has been the trip out today. <laughs> oh, you Scrooge, you. All the Tupperware for myself. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it for myself as well. Um, so there is one thing I needed to get online as well, and this is for myself. It's a Christmas jumper, right. which is meant to arrive yesterday, and... 
Yesterday early morning, the, the tracking notifications at like 6am said it arrived at Gatwick, for their sorting facility at Gatwick. A few years ago, Chris, I, may, I think I shared with you the story of a parcel of mine that had a European tour. It had left... Uh, oh, no. It, yeah. It was put on to a plane by accident, even though it was an internal package in the country, and then flew off to Ireland, to France, to the Netherlands, back to the Midlands, and then eventually to me after about 12 days. That started at Gatwick. And I'm fearing because the parcel today, a day and a half later, is still at Gatwick. That I may have the same issue, but hopefully not. Oh, no. Hopefully it'll be home for Christmas, as Chris Rear would say. Anyway, Christmas. How's your Christmas shopping going? My Christmas shopping is good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's bad. It's incredibly bad. It's one of those years where nobody knows what they want for Christmas. And I know that everybody says that all the time, but I think just because of the completely crazy year that we've had, nobody seems to have any idea what their priorities are in life anymore, uh, what makes them happy. Uh, no one seems to know. Um, and I'm trying to shop local as best I can. Fortunately, I do live next door to an Amazon warehouse, so it, it's uh, it's becoming increasingly easier. Um, yeah, you've got... Uh, you, that was a little joke there. Well, Jeff, my old buddy. No hard feelings, right? You just shout up to Jeff and he sh- chucks you whatever you want and says, I'll put it on your account. <laughs> no one will understand that because I would have cut all the Jeff Bezos slamming out of last week's episode. Well, and, and this, admittedly, because we just we can't then admit to having slammed Jeff Bezos <laughs> and cut off, it out. Off the record. <laughs> I'm sure that's fine in that case if it was off the record. Yeah, somewhere on all this, it'll make sense. Um, yeah, I've I've done some of my Christmas shopping. I have been into town since lockdown uh, finished and haven't done very well. There's been a couple of sales on because there's some very prominent stores closing at the moment, as mm. seems to be the trend, but not doing too bad. We put up our Christmas decorations last night, uh, so we're feeling a little bit more festive, and I've been given permission to put my Christmas jumpers back on. <laughs> so uh, Back on. I see you're, you're supporting a very fetching Christmas shirt, Dave. I'm glad you made an effort for the... Uh, IoT podcast Christmas party. Yeah, I thought for our audio-based show, I would make a visually-based effort. It's <laughs> nothing like dressing up. No, it's a nice um, shirt. But I, it's cheap. <laughs> I have been banned from buying more Christmas jumpers. How many? Um, how many have you got currently? Probably about twelve. Twelve. Uh, you could do the twelve days of Christmas say, in jumpers. Well, exactly. Some say I've finished now, but uh, <laughs> there, there is always more to do. Well. Um, I, uh, well, I have two at the moment, and I've got one that's currently stuck at Gatwick. So if anyone's nearby Gatwick and fancies picking that one up, that would be fantastic. It's waiting at gate 14 for the uh, <laughs> the early morning flight to Brussels. It actually, to join Dave's previous package that is probably still there somewhere. Well, we've got to be careful. If it doesn't get back in time, it's going to get stuck at customs with this whole malarkey of trade deals. <laughs> so uh, I want my jumper. You can always get home, Dave. <laughs> is that the rule? Okay. <laughs> Repatriate the package. <laughs> so, Chris, with your twelve Christmas jumpers, this is obviously yeah. one of them that you're wearing. It's a sort of dark with sort of Christmassy stars and polar bears. Well, I didn't even see them. Yeah, I mean, this is this is my least one of my least Christmassy Christmas jumpers because I don't feel that polar bears are inherently Christmassy. <laughs> it's just a winter jumper. It's got some snow. It's got some polar bears. You know, no one's suggesting anything about Christmas. It's just a normal 
winter jumper. Well, this is what brings me to the, you say you're allowed to wear them again, as if it sounds like you pushed it quite far into this year wearing them with the, maybe the defence of their winter jumpers, not Christmas jumpers, when actually most jumpers are winter jumpers because I don't personally have any summer jumpers. This is very true. It's a winter-themed jumper. Okay. It's inherently wintry in its uh, in its intent. Well, I used to wear Christmas jumpers quite late in, well, not not late, but quite into January because I used to wear them while working on the pantomime. So I'd still be wearing them on the 10th of, of January when the novelty had very, very much worn off to everybody. <laughs> well, it comes back, um, I think we said it last week, or unless you cut it out, but I think I said about having the Christmas tree up when you've gone back to work in January because it's the 12 days of Christmas and you've still got two days yes. when you come home from work and you go... Ah, oh, Jesus, that's, uh, it's not Christmas. I'm back at work, you know. <laughs> I do that every day over Christmas. I look at my tree and I just go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, if anything, I think that's what it's about, isn't it? <laughs> that's really, that's really it's the crux. what it's about. The little Jesus star at the top of the tree. <laughs> we might cut this out. Yeah, yeah. I think religious <laughs> topics we shouldn't really cover. <laughs> Jesus and Jeff. And Jesus, <laughs> the untouchables. <laughs> Speaking of buying gifts uh, for loved ones, um, I did buy myself a new laptop uh, <laughs> uh, this week. Uh, you know, because uh, my old one was really getting ropey. Is it, is it an equivalent laptop to your old one, Chris? So you had a sort of top of the range, media scale laptop. I'm guessing you've gone for like a Chromebook now or something. <laughs> Just oh yeah, I've scaled right down for 2020. <laughs> No, it is it is a straight upgrade of my current laptop. Is that with the new M1 chip? Uh, no, no. Okay. They've only got the M1 chip in the small version. I mean, it's a MacBook. I don't know why we're trying no, to hide this no, because you've already no, said no, the yeah. M1 chip. Well, no, I didn't. To be fair, I don't know why I was hiding the name there. It just seemed like that. It's just what we do here. Yeah, um, I've, uh, yeah I've got the larger version because uh, I don't want to sound like a snob, but I really can't work on small screens. So, Particularly when I'm doing photos and things. I was editing photos from the pantomime that's just opened uh, today. And because my old laptop is really on the blink, I had to use my girlfriend's, which is the smaller version. And my God, my eyes and my shoulders and my <laughs> spine, I'm sort of leaning in, trying to see everything. I just can't work on the small screens. So uh, I had to buy a larger one, I'm afraid. It really does not sound like you've yeah. got a technology issue there. It sounds like you've got, you need to see a, um, a chiropractor or something. technology. <laughs> Using technology to make up for my physical failings, Dave. Fair enough. You saved the NHS numerous hours and thousands of pounds, I'm sure. In this difficult time, it's the best I could do, Dave. It's the least I could do, in fact. <laughs> I was going to try and migrate and sync all of my old stuff from the old laptop to the new one. But I updated my old laptop to the new Mac OS last week, mm. which is um, I was called something Big or other. Big Sur, I, isn't it? Big, Big Sur, that well-known place that everybody outside of california knows um but unfortunately the old mac the, the new mac doesn't ship with the new mac os so i couldn't sync them to i couldn't migrate the data straight away because it couldn't sync with the old laptop running the new os and the new laptop running the old os so i had to set up the new laptop update it and then now i can resync it all it just works just it. works <laughs> just bloody works jeff you can fix this. It's not Jeff. It's Apple, you plot. It's got enough money. I'm sure you can fix this. 
So Chris, we're talking about our Christmas shopping. The episodes come out a week or two before Christmas and you listening may be thinking, oh no, I need to get the last minute Christmas gifts for the family members, maybe the younger ones. Oh, they need to be cool and trendy and I suppose it has to be all technology enabled gifts nowadays. So that's what we're going to look at today. Yes. We're going to look at smart stocking fillers and smart technology stocking fillers, not smart ideas. This is our um, Internet of Trash stocking filler Christmas shopping guide for 2020, when you thought the year couldn't get any worse. (laughs) Play the jingle. (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) We got a jingle? No, but... Maybe I can find a new jingle. A special cheesy Christmas jingle, I don't know. (laughs) Chris, I'll kick off. And right. th- we have very much gone with the idea that the stocking fillers in very much the sense they are pretty good size for going in a stocking. So they're not like... Uh, <laughs> a, have we? Not like a car or something. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked at yours. Oh, okay. Oh, well, no, okay. You might, have to revise, you might have to revise that plan <laughs> as I get further through my list, Dave. P- prepare your uh, extra, extra, extra large Christmas stocking for the year because when Chris gets to his... Yeah, I've just noticed. Well, um, I'll let you guess which ones um, <laughs> might be lying outside the stocking. <laughs> so I'll start off, Chris, with um, dental hygiene. We all, we all... <laughs> I feel like, sorry, I feel like I fundamentally missed the point of this episode, but never mind. <laughs> we can carry on. We, we can claw this back. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think that's fine. I was just trying to... I thought I just generally thought that was the idea that they had all... I thought I'd looked at them and gone, oh, they all do actually fit in a... No, they don't. Santa, what have you brought me? So, Chris, the gift of dental hygiene is coming your way in this stocking filler. And I don't know, it doesn't seem like a British-UK thing, but flossing your teeth. That doesn't seem like a big thing here, whereas in America, I guess it does. It always seems like it's a big deal over there. Um, I think it's a big thing to dentists. Um, big dentist. They always like going on about shopping. Big dentist, big floss. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not something we hear a lot about when perhaps across the pond, it's something that gets talked about a little bit more So in, in, in day-to-day conversation. <laughs> I don't know. Not casually passing people and discussing their flossing habits. Yeah. So I think the, the thing with this one, Chris, is it must be a frustration to always have to get floss out and use it. So they've taken away the first bit of frustration by making a smart dental floss dispenser. A, a floss dispenser, so it doesn't do the flossing for you, it does the dispensing <laughs> for you, which is arguably the easiest part of the flossing process. You would think, wouldn't you? It, uh, you literally press, you, you can stick it on the wall or on your mirror and then press, okay, press yeah. the button and it just spews out floss. Base. At an astronomical rate. <laughs> until, until, <laughs> uh, until you always say so. But yeah, that's- so, so it's button activated. Oh, come on. It doesn't seem that smart to me. Surely a smart, um, you can see Dave highlighting the name in the Google Doc to Google it frantically. <laughs> Look, I only made short notes because I thought we're not going to deep dive into any of these. But apparently, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going all in. This is going to be a four-hour long Dave. episode. <laughs> I'd put the turkey in now if I were you. If you're listening to this Christ- on Christmas Day. or I, I, think this is, I think this episode is the turkey, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the IOT Christmas turkey. Um, it was the podcast all along. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah. it has a button. 
Well, no, you tap it. It's like you tap the surface of the unit itself and out comes the floss. So I, I wouldn't call that smart per se. It's not predicting when I need floss. (laughs) <laughs> or, or perhaps assessing how much floss I require. It's just dispensing <laughs> sloss, sloss, sloss at my command. Drinking is really helping. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get slossed. <laughs> Chris, it does it, it does help you floss more often because if you haven't tapped it within a day or two, the LED ring around the edge starts glowing red. Oh, red! The universal color of floss, danger, more. and bad dental hygiene. <laughs> Yes. So there you go, Chris. There's your first one. You can help your family stay uh, minty breath. Minty breath. <laughs> minty breath fresh this Christmas. As I always say that to my family around this time of year. Merry Christmas and stay minty breath. <laughs> stay minty fresh. <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, presumably, this doesn't work very well if there's more than one person living in the house because you could not be flossing at all and someone else could be touching it every week every every day yeah um, I, and it'd be fine i don't think it has any capacity to uh, identify different users no. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so uh, uh, a smart dental floss dispenser thank you very much dave so chris it's the, it is the season for giving so give me something back please because that's very rude of please you please forgive me <laughs> Right, Dave, um, my first gift, uh, stocking filler gift for you is uh, utterly, utterly pointless in every way. Mm. Um, so do you remember back in the 90s and the early 2000s, they, they used to be a craze of these sort of plastic animals that would sing songs? Yes. yes. Do you remember this? Yeah, wall-mounted things, a, yeah. Yes, yeah. There was a wall-mounted fish that used to sing a song. And I also remember at one point having like a lobster, a plastic lobster that would sing a song as well. Mm. This this was a big thing in sort of the early 2000s. Uh, well, now the singing fish uh, has become smart, Dave. This is a plastic singing fish in the model that we know and love from the old days, but it now syncs uh, with Alexa. <laughs> you can pair this fish with your Amazon Echo device and it lip syncs and it moves to Alexa's commands. Okay, because that's that's why it fell off the market so soon. Was its lack of integration uh, yes. with all of my other household items. This th- this sounds like it's on the same vein as one of the smart Santa things you had last week that sinks and sings. Yes, it's very much uh, the same sort of tech, but it doesn't twerk. This ah. one, I'm not even sure a fish can twerk, but uh, we know that Santa can now, and that's an image none of us <laughs> could ever forget. This Alexa-enabled fish was originally created in 2016 by an artist um, who hacked the fish and made it able to sync with Alexa. Um, And Amazon, I think Amazon have taken that and they now sell them officially for about $40 each. So uh, there you go, Dave. That is my first uh, stocking filler gift to you. Does it still do the thing where it bends out and it like the body, the front of the body bends out to sing and then... I think so. I, I It says it lip syncs and moves. So it probably moves at random as it's speaking, you know, as it's telling you the traffic update and the weather. I also like the the artist who hacked it to do this as if it had the technology in there. It hadn't been realised yet that it could do this. <laughs> it always had the ability within him. Just need it. It was, it was a Christmas, bloody Christmas miracle, Dave. Well, thank you, Chris. That's... Very kind. Um, I'll be hanging that at pride of place. 
just above the uh, smart trash bin. <laughs> Chris, I, I, for your next gift, I, I thought long and hard about the problems you've been telling me this year, and you haven't stopped talking about the problems you have keeping eggs fresh. I am well known for my um, fastidiousness where it comes to uh, the freshness of my eggs. <laughs> yes. So do, do not fear. Your next stocking filler gift is an egg minder, which it's all it says is on the tin, really. It, it has a smart way of telling you when your eggs have gone off. Uh, so what is it? Is it like a, a tray the eggs sit in? Yes. Or yeah. is it a, a, you connect it to your fridge or what? Well, you can keep it in the fridge, but it's they sit in the tray. Uh, it's an open top tray. And uh, yeah, it just keeps an eye on the freshness of your eggs. Is it sort of paired with a smartphone app or something that can warn you if your yeah. eggs are going off? Or, or do you just open the fridge and the light's <laughs> red and it's, oh, it's gone? I assume so. Um I think it uses sensors and weight to just tell how long the egg's been there. I don't know if it's got any technology to actually say. Oh, so it doesn't actually know how fresh the egg is. It's just counting how long you've kept it in the fridge for. Yeah, when it was put in there and when you've then checked on it. So if it was, so you could buy a, a batch of eggs that was a day before its sell-by date, but this thing's going to tell you they're good to go in two weeks' time, assumingly. <laughs> How often are you checking on your eggs, Dave? Every morning, just opening the fridge, just well, giving them a feel you, and check them out. You don't want them matching, Chris, so you've got to keep an eye on them. Yeah, you've got to keep them below five degrees. The chickens for life, not just for Christmas. Um, yeah, so... Turkeys, on the other hand. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it's quite handy, isn't it? You don't have to, I don't know if you ever do the, when you do want to check the, I was going to say the validity of an egg, the, <laughs> is this egg an invalid egg? <laughs> error. Um, <laughs> if you want to check the, like, the freshness of an egg, you can do the water test, that, you know, if it sinks or, or swims. If it swims, it's a chicken. <laughs> if it swims, you're too late. <laughs> if it's kicking up a bit of a fuss back going in the water. It's tweeting a lot and not in the yeah. not on, online. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing that you can do with um, batteries where you can you can drop them and if they bounce, they're empty, and if they sort of hit and stay and stay where they are, they're still full. But don't do that with an egg, because you know. Evil will find out, but you won't be able to use the egg again. It's, it's a very terminal test of the egg. <laughs> it's really a last resort. <laughs> There's no going back from that test. So there you go, Chris. No more egg woes for you. No more uh, egg on face moments for you. Fresh omelettes all around on Boxing Day, everybody. Fresh eggs in your Christmas Day Scotch eggs. <laughs> Lovely. Substantial meals. Oh, yes, of course. Now you can eat out to help out. No, no. I hope substantial meals are still a thing by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, that'd be a missed point. We'll have to put a massive uh, backstory in. Okay, thank you very much, Dave, for my uh, smart egg minder. Much appreciated. Uh, so, uh, my my next stocking pillar gift <laughs> is where the concept uh, starts to derail slightly. <laughs> How big is your stocking, Dave? Just out of interest. I don't know, but it's made out of quite stretchy. That's not a <laughs> it's made out of quite stretchy fabric, so we could probably get it around some larger gifts. Okay, okay, good. Could you perhaps stretch it around a microwave, for example? <laughs> sure. Boxed or okay, unboxed? Good. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's go with unboxed. Okay. You know, <laughs> a microwave. 
What a uh, what a surprise! But this is no ordinary microwave, Dave. This is an Alexa-enabled microwave. Chris seems to be sponsored by Alexa this episode. That's the second. I know. I'm I'm so sorry. I've been very I've been very Jeff Bezos focused in the last two weeks. <laughs> Look, Jeff. If if you just go back and listen to the Smart Salt Shaker episode, then we can just stop all this. Um, so this is an Alexa-enabled microwave, so you can talk to the microwave um, and get it to start microwaving, and it has sort of quick cook presets and things that you can program into your Amazon Echo and stuff like that. The reason why I wanted to bring this up because this isn't necessarily a bad idea. This is quite this is quite good. You know, you can ask Alexa to reheat a cup of coffee and it knows how long to do it for and it reheats a cup of coffee. Not that you should be reheating coffee, just making you on your animal. Um, but, you know, if you had a lasagna or something, for example, <laughs> you wanted to reheat in the microwave, you could tell Alexa to uh, reheat your lasagna and it knows how long to do it for and at what power setting. Wow. But the feature of this uh, that I really like is that it has a dedicated button on there to allow you to reorder popcorn when you run low. Okay. <laughs> so uh, no matter what the uh, the applications for this smart device, Amazon seem to have gone all in on popcorn for this thing. Um, and you also get 10% off your popcorn orders. Oh, bargain. So if you really like popcorn, this is the uh, microwave for you. This is the thing for you, yeah. I mean, needless to say, this would rule out all of my pasta heating issues uh, if I can just get my lasagnas warmed up more, more accurately. <laughs> I'll be honest, this is probably one of the better examples of this sort of technology because I already use the Echo, I've said before, when I'm cooking to set timers. Yeah. Admittedly, I don't want to microwave because either way, the microwave has a timer on it. But that integration of just, it'd be cool if you could go start a timer for this and in five minutes also start the microwave. So like things all line you up. Could, ah, that's a good idea. So you could have, yeah, That that's one of the things I hate most about having to make food in general <laughs> is that that's what stresses me out the most is when you've got to have multiple things happening at the same time and some have to start and i don't know how long it's going to take and the recipes seem to assume that you know <laughs> how long something like roughly how long it's going to take and i'm thinking you know i don't know whether this step in the recipe is going to take me 10 minutes or if i'm going to be here for two hours and whether i should put the chicken in now or tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow morning <laughs> so um yeah this uh, this microwave is one of the best items we've actually ever reviewed i think yeah. it's great if, if i if you like popcorn if even better if i hadn't just literally spent a hundred pounds on a new microwave chris this would have been a lovely <laughs> gift but uh, i'll have to give this to a charity oh, shop no. or something. well the good news dave is that this microwave is only about fifty dollars wow that's pretty good so it's only taken 10 episodes of this Chris, to actually give some decent advice on a smart device. And this is a bonus episode, so the chances are they might not even hear this one. They've unsubscribed. So, uh, They've gone, that's the end of the season, unsubscribe. Yeah. Last week's episode was clearly the Christmas special, so uh, <laughs> that's it. there's no need to carry on subscribe. <laughs> and there's absolutely no chance these two could drag any more out of this <laughs> franchise. Ah, <laughs> uh, Christmas miracle. Thank you, Chris. I will be ping mealing my way up to Christmas now. Um, Get that turkey in, Alexa. <laughs> cook my turkey. So, Chris, we've said about eggs, and you said about actually interesting point you made about testing batteries and dropping them. Um, so, to, to save your battery woes now, 
because again, the second thing you've always said to me is batteries running low everywhere. I have no idea what's going on. So I've got you some smart batteries. Oh, thank you, Dave. Tell me more. Uh, well, they power themselves, and um... <laughs> so you've you've created perpetual motion. <laughs> no, so it's it's a nine volt battery actually specifically. And right. this one's for your fire alarm. And this actually might be a semi-decent one as well, Chris. So, okay. you know, when you've forgotten about your fire alarm for a few years and the battery's low and it starts that chirping that you just can't stop until you've replaced the battery. Yes. Well, let's avoid that chirping. The smart battery will notify you when it's running low. Uh, okay. So what, it sends a, a message to your phone or something or? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It just pings your phone. So it's basically, <laughs> it's basically doing exactly the same thing that the chirping is doing by notifying <laughs> you that it's low, just in a slightly less annoying way. Yes. So it's, like, it's like a pre-chirp chirp. <laughs> Warning, chirping about to begin. <laughs> Silent alarm activated. <laughs> so, uh, so you say that Okay, when you said this battery powers itself, was that a joke or does it actually somehow power itself? Well, it must do. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to then plug this into the mains. So this is just a normal battery hmm. that before it starts getting low, it sends you a, a notification to say it's about to become low. Yes. Okay. So really, the only real decent application for this is in smoke alarms or fire detectors, for example. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tend to get that irritated by most 9-volt batteries running out elsewhere. In fact, you don't really see 9-volt batteries around much nowadays, do you? No. Uh, that is a, a small but possibly useful product. Well, we're on fire today, Dave. We're absolutely on fire. And uh, Two great products in a row. Oh, exactly. And as it's a gift for you, Chris, it's free of charge. Well, actually, it's not free of charge. It's fully charged. It'll tell you when it's free of charge. It's already chirping away <laughs> in the wrapping. <laughs> Why is my, what's up with my stocking? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Dave. My next gift to you is a smart water bottle. Okay. Interesting. Is it? Okay. I don't know, so, really, but yeah, go on. <laughs> so uh, this, this smart water bottle tracks your water consumption and reminds you to drink. So, and I quote from the website, you never forget to drink your water again. Wow. If, if there's one thing I forget to do daily, it's to consume liquids. Yes. Yes. Apparently drinking water when you're thirsty has become a, a difficult thing. <laughs> uh, and this uh, this water bottle is is here to fix that. So what it does is that it glows when you haven't drunk your water for a while to remind you to drink. It's basically one of these, like you can get in like the water tracking apps and diet apps. So you're meant to have seven or eight cups of water a day or or something. So it uses the bottle to sort of log how much you've drunk. And if you've not drunk enough that day, it glows at you and forces you to drink it. Oh, so if, if you choose for one of your drinks, say you're at a restaurant and obviously they've delivered your drink in a glass that belongs to them, you have to decant it into the bottle Otherwise, oh, yes. you have to take the bottle's yes. not going to shut up about it all day because yeah. it doesn't know. <laughs> it's going to keep you up all night. <laughs> Dave, your liquids are dangerously low. It glows in your face. No, if you're going to use this item, you have to commit all the way. You have to bring it with you everywhere, I think. It doesn't say how it tracks how much water you drink. Um, I don't know whether it sort of detects like the tilt of the bottle every time you drink or it has a way to detect the level of the water in it. 
but uh, it tracks how much you drink. And I think it gives you like a water goal or something that you have to drink X amount a day based on your height and your weight and your star sign and your whatever. We've got a good track record of bottle devices on this that are using tilt-based technology. So I'm sure yes. that'll be seamless and won't fail in any shape or form. Well, if it works as well as the smart wine bottle, you'll just have very watered-down wine by, <laughs> by the end of this. There were some people saying on the reviews that the, that, that the actual water intake sort of reading is very bad. Um, so there's one review that said uh, the bottle is more accurate if you empty it out. So I pour water into the bottle, then pour it back into another bottle and drink from that in order to calculate what I intake properly. Oh, come on. <laughs> so they're using this bottle as a measure to sort of sync with their app to tell them if they've drunk enough when they could just use one of these apps where you just add a glass yeah. or a bottle. I've actually got, um, <laughs> this is another bit of genuine advice this is the show to listen to. Crikey, for the real stuff. So there's a bottle that I've got. The idea is you've got to drink four full-sized bottles of it a day. That's your intake on average. When you do it up, you twist the lid and it clicks. And what it does inside, there's a little preview window through the outside of the lid. And inside there's a rotating dial, which shows you one dot. And then you click again, two dot, three dot, four dot. Basically, every time you do the lid up because you filled it, it clicks a dot on to show you you've had, oh, this is your second bottle, this is your third bottle, ah. and this is your fourth bottle. And you go, oh, yeah, I've had all my water for the day, and it costs about five or six quid. Ah, you see, this one costs about £60. Bargain. Which is no concern to you because it's your gift, Dave. So uh, there you go. I, I won't be dehydrated this Christmas, which if the family tells what the family tells me is a serious issue. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm actually really happy you got a new laptop as well, because this next gift for you is perfect. Okay. I know what you're going to be going around. You're going to be out and about for Christmas with the family, within your household of three, uh, obviously for legal reasons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because <laughs> someone from the government's going to break the door down. Um, and you're going to all be gathered there and you're going to go, oh, quick, everyone, should we take the Christmas photo? And this year, especially because there's not too, maybe not enough of you in the house, it's like, well, it's going to have to be a selfie, isn't it? And well, oh, everyone's phones are in the dining room. We've left them all on the table. Oh, Chris, you've got your laptop there, though, your brand new MacBook. Oh, and look, Chris, in the, you've got that present from your stocking from Dave. It's the MacBook selfie stick. Oh, no. This, I, uh, <laughs> this was a very specific scenario you were trying to set up, Dave. <laughs> How a do you think the creators of this stick. thing feel? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of day do those people have when they came up with this? And it literally is on a sort of a two meter pole or a meter long pole, a MacBook holster that you can use. So it's like a tray with a broom handle on it for your MacBook. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> but what you, so, so you're meant to be taking the photo on your MacBook, on the camera on your yeah. MacBook. Yes, exactly that. Right. Right. Your, your new uh, expensive MacBook guess, hovering on a very thin piece of metal. Yep. <laughs> I guess particularly in like in uh, in 2020, you could probably use this to do like a family video call so you can all get in it. So you could load up Zoom and you could have a selfie video call with your MacBook selfie stick and the whole family crowding around. Yeah, and you can walk around with it and everything. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be... You can hold it up and move it around. How how does the selfie stick take the picture? Because in in a phone selfie stick, 
I well, I don't know whether this is still the case, but you used to have like a headphone jack you plugged in or something, and then you would press a button on the bottom of the stick, and it would take the picture. How does the um how does the stick do it for the MacBook? Do you get like a separate stick to bash the keyboard <laughs> um, with from a distance? Um, I can't find it, unfortunately. <laughs> there is no evidence to suggest. <laughs> There is a way. Oh, it has a Bluetooth, wireless Bluetooth control on it. Right. You see, the thing about this is that laptops are very good at uh, sort of supporting themselves. So you can put it down on on a (laughs) surface and point it in any direction you like, which phones aren't. So, you know, a selfie stick with a phone, I can understand. But uh, you could just put it on a dining room table, couldn't you? Well, you just summon the smart drone to come and quickly do a family photo, wouldn't you? <laughs> Security drone. It's a very good point. Get twerking Santa over here to uh, <laughs> snap some photos. Take the photos. Um, that description I've just read there where it says wireless Bluetooth. There's wired <laughs> <Yes>. Bluetooth? <laughs> As opposed to... Um, that's just somebody stringing words together for some Market- emotional copy. Marketing. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave, for my uh, MacBook selfie stick. I will not be using it on my brand new laptop, but I appreciate the thought nonetheless. <laughs> uh, right, Dave, next up, I have uh, a gift for you. Have you ever... <laughs> I was about to say the most stupid intro. <laughs> have you ever worn... <laughs> have you ever looked down at your flip-flops, Dave, and wondered... Jimmy, have you ever seen a cage for... <laughs> Have you ever seen two make this? I've seen a grown man make it. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> if you don't know what film that's from, uh, you should uh, you should be listening to this. Anyway. <laughs> no, um, that's from a film called Airplane. You should go and watch it. It's hilarious. Good Christmas film, actually, I'd say. Yeah. It's almost as Christmassy as this episode. (laughs) Um, There's jingle bells everywhere on this episode, I assume, in the the post-edit. So, you know. Um, So, Dave, uh, I can't remember what I was saying anymore. Flip-flops. I've got some smart flip-flops for you, Dave. Now, uh, what do you think a pair of smart flip-flops might be able, uh, might might allow you to do? Well, annoyingly, Chris, the smart flip-flops I got you... Oh, no. They're for step counting, so you don't have to check your smart your fitbit or anything anymore you can just use your flip-flops to count how many steps you've done and it's actually steps because you're treading on them every time so this is disappointing i see that's a shame oh so you've got me a pair of smart flip-flops as well yeah and they count i'll say they count your steps oh that's not good oh what a shame like why (laughs) i could imagine having like a pair of trainers that count your steps but Who's wearing flip-flops and is that interested in counting their steps? I'm guessing this is from like Florida or something where it's hot and they wear flip-flops a lot of the year or something. They assume flip-flops and trainers were the same thing. I really don't know. (laughs) First of all, thank you very much for my lovely gift. I will never wear them. Um, I'm afraid my smart flip-flops I bought for you are nowhere near as uh, potentially useful. Uh, These uh, smart flip-flops don't provide anything useful like fitness data or tracking data okay um essentially there's a tag inside the flip-flops that talks to an app on your phone that the users are encouraged to download that sends you no notifications and prompts uh, about discounts and special offers when you're near them okay so if i walk past boots 
No, I think it's, I don't even think it's that useful. I think it's only related to the company that sold you the flip-flops. Oh, they're saying buy some more shoes from us. They're using the flip-flops as an excuse to get people to download the app. Oh, the flip-flops don't do anything at all. The flip-flops are irrelevant, but they don't work without the app. But they don't do anything with the app. How are they prevented from working when the app's not installed? (laughs) Maybe they're too tight or something. Maybe they don't let up until uh, until you download the app. (laughs) As I reread my notes, I really have no idea what these flip-flops actually do because they're billed as smart flip-flops, but the only thing it says is that you have to download this app and then you get notifications about discounts from this company. You're sure the discounts are just from the shoe company, not from anyone else? I'm pretty sure. Because it would make sense that as you walked past a shop, but then the thing is that phones have NFC built in, which is able to do that sort of this near field communication. And it can do, there has been applications where it can buzz you for nearby, like I think the Starbucks app used to do it. If you're near a Starbucks, go, oh, you're near a Starbucks. And here's yeah. your, here's your um, current credits with Starbucks um, sponsor. Well, perhaps if you walked past a shop, the smart flip-flops could sort of steer you into it. Steer <laughs> you wildly off course. Change the camber of your walk just <laughs> slight enough just to bring you into yeah. the shop again. Yeah. I think these flip-flops are just an excuse for this brand to get customers' email addresses, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's capitalism at um, grand scale, isn't it? <laughs> capitalism embodied within a flip-flop. And the bad news is they're $110. Oh, wow. Do they look any good or are they trash? Uh, pff, uh, let's have a look. Uh, Radio gold. They are trash. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> they come in uh, three colours: brown, beige, and tan. Brown, brown, and brown. <laughs> Which is tone, in other tone, words. tones of brown shoe, basically. <laughs> uh, so, Dave, there, there you are. That is your pair of smart flip flops, and I feel like I've done you a disservice giving you those. <laughs> but uh, it's all they had available in the shop. So shouldn't have left my Christmas shopping so late. Well, maybe you should keep those flip-flops, Chris, because if that's all they had available in the shop, at least when they've got more offers on again, you'll know. No, I think I'd I'd rather give these away, to be honest with you. Well, Chris, for the flip-flops I got you, there's nothing cooler, we all know, than wearing socks with your sandals or flip-flops. Can you wear socks with flip-flops? Don't flip-flops have have a thing that goes between your your toes? How tight are your socks (laughs) that you can't push... Between your toes, slightly down. I'm doing it now, and it's. F- I mean, uh, I guess. I guess I. It's not. It's not comfortable by any means. Um, but I guess I'm doing it. It's. It's not practicable, but it is doable. <laughs> okay. That's not. The, the- so I'm. I'm. I'm wearing. I'm. I'm wearing socks with my flip flops. So, just in case your flip flops are miscounting your steps, Chris, don't worry. The socks will also be counting your steps. Ah. Okay. And they'll also, the app uh, with the data, the socks telling them, the, the app's collecting data from your socks and it's telling the app what you need to be coached in to make yourself uh, get more steps in the day and how to work out better. So your socks are coaching you. Does it just tell you to walk or run or? I don't know. Didn't really look into them if I'm honest. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> like, hmm, I've analyzed your steps. I think you should walk more. <laughs> your feet smell. Please shower. that does make me realize actually washing these i'm guessing the electronical part must be removable otherwise 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, how does it count your steps? Is it okay? Because I take it it's not sort of sewn into the sole of the sock or something, or is it literally like a little chip with an accelerometer or something to just track your movement? I don't really know because this is one I didn't look into much more than going. That's weird. <laughs> That's going on the list. Um, <laughs> I'm so but, glad my presence have had so much thought put into them, Dave. But well, yeah. But the thing is, you always get socks for Christmas, don't you? So. There you go. This is true. I actually like having mm. socks for Christmas. It's, it's, it's the only thing I ask for is just buy me pants and socks, please, because I you always need them and you can never, never be bothered to buy them. Yeah, no, I, so, I totally agree. It's actually quite a convenient thing. It is. It's the only thing people always need, like pants, socks, toilet paper. Everyone, everyone needs them. If anything, my trip home every year gambles on the fact that I'm hopefully going to get some socks and stuff so I don't pack too many. <laughs> And Relying one on year that will backfire. A plentiful supply of socks. Yeah, one year that will backfire, and I won't have anything sitting under the tree that's clothing related, and I'll have to <laughs> go back home and collect some more. So there's your Christmas socks, Chris. Do you get to choose for design, or is it uh, sort of I one? Don't think so. I think they're just black socks. Brown, brown. <laughs> Always brown. Brown, brown, brown. All right. So Dave, my my last gift to you in this uh, Christmas smorgasbord of shopping advice <laughs> is, is is another one, I'm afraid, that's going to have to sit with the microwave um, <laughs> outside of the stocking, I'm afraid. Um, and uh, depending on how many windows I- in the house you have, this might be quite a large package for you. I've got you some smart shutters. Some smart shutters? like Some smart window shutters. Are we talking like the when you see a shop closing at the end of the day, that massive metal roller <laughs> that's coming down? <laughs> Is that, is that what we're talking about? No, not quite. Um, actually, the these are called plantation shutters. So they're kind of the shutters you see in sort of like American houses where they're sort of um, they're solid, large, solid shutters. Oh, the wooden slat type, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so this is a, um, a device that you connect to your existing plantation shutters to turn them into a smart device. The, um, the spiel on the website says that it relieves the horrific burden of getting up to close your shutters. <laughs> I feel like horrific was a step too far. I'd like to know what their life is like if that is the horrific part of their day. I mean, not like saying you get up specifically to do that. If I think how after, after, like every day when I'm closing the curtains here, I'm not doing it as a special journey. It's usually like, oh, well, it's getting dark. I'll pop and get a drink. And like, as you pass, you do it, don't you? Or as you enter the yeah. room, you go and do it. They gradually get closed over the I, night. I haven't sat yeah. in the room letting it fade into complete darkness before going, oh, I suppose I'll close the blooming curtains. It's 9.30, it's curtain time. <laughs> oh, the horror. Oh, the abject horror. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some more quotes from the website for this product then. Um, over the years... We've witnessed more and more of our household appliances get connected. There are plenty of home automation products out there to enhance your home's lighting, sound system, and security. But when it comes to your plantation shutters, you're on your own. (laughs) So we've seen the bandwagon we can jump on. (laughs) This daily routine can become even more tedious with hard-to-reach shutters. What you need is a way to do this remotely and even automatically. In other words... You need smart shutters. 
Um, so these are basically remote controlled automation for your plantation shutters. So you can have it on an app on your phone and it's a little device that you stick onto the back of uh, the shutters, which has a sort of rod, which moves them up and down essentially. And you can program the app to sort of raise them or lower them at sunrise or sunset and, and at different times. Each separate window will need to have its own one of these devices because I think each window is independent. So if you've got 10 windows, you need to buy 10 of these devices. <laughs> um, I bought you one, Dave, for Christmas. So uh, enjoy. Thank you. I'll just need to get and, the uh, uh, plantation shutters to go know. with it now. Hopefully someone's yeah, given I me mean, them. You know, I, know, I know you've been going on and on about those, those dream plantation shutters that you've always wanted. And now I'm, I'm giving you the, um, the motivation to realize that dream. I mean, get, opening, opening and closing my window coverings was getting so horrific that I eventually just plastered boarded up the windows. So uh... I just live permanently in the dark now. <laughs> it's easier for everybody. <laughs> so the final thing I've got for you, Chris, is uh, we're, t we're going back to the classroom when the mischief of the day was throwing a paper airplane across the room. Good times. And, and you know, never used to do it much myself, but I think the times I have done it, you'd think, oh, you'd see it fly off and someone would catch it. And be like, oh, that was a good one, actually. Well done. And, you know, you, oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and you're thinking after that successful flight, Chris... I need more information. I need more control. I need more connectivity. So this solves that problem for you. This Where's the black box? That's what we need to know. <laughs> this gift, Chris, will make your paper airplane internet connected or, or Bluetooth smart oh, wow. connected, I should say. To, uh, to what avail, Dave? Well, it, it's a bit of a cheat, really, because it's a kit. And in the kit is some very rigid paper, which almost looks like plastic, and it also has a motor on it so that you can actually propel the aircraft further. And that's what the Bluetooth part controls is the, um, the rotor. And I think you do get some rudder control, but I wouldn't be too confident on how well that's going to work. <laughs> okay, so, so you can't turn any paper aeroplane into a smart paper aeroplane with this device. You have to make a very specific thing made out of their kit. I don't know. I think you could probably attach the bits onto a standard bit of paper but you'd have to fold it in a very okay. specific way so what sort of stats does this uh this stuff enable you to to gather about this paper airplane well or, or does it help it fly better or what's the use what's the point of this dave is what i'm asking okay so i've got you the cheaper version which is just the bluetooth app controlled one there is a wi-fi version which also has the camera on the front of it as well for live streaming your one, Chris, will reach blistering speeds of 10 miles an hour uh, on the Bluetooth. 10, 10 miles an hour? Yes. For a paper airplane? Yeah, exactly. And um, bloody dangerous. The more expensive one's up to 20 miles an hour. So take someone's eye out with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You can get about two to five minutes until the plane crashes out of the sky. Yeah, uh, it just gives you a bit more control. You can use your smartphone to basically guide the... Oh, so you, you can control it from the smartphone, like you're piloting it. Yeah, you get speed control. And I say there's some basic sort of... Well, I say rudder, but I guess what it's doing is angling the, the rotor at the back yeah. direct. Okay, well, that, that sounds pretty good. That sounds like a good gift for the whole family. Yeah, but unfortunately, some of the <laughs> reviewers would disagree. Uh, oh, that not a gift for the whole family. <laughs> it was uh, the reliability of getting a successful flight was not worth time nor money on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, time nor money. 
was utterly worthless. What a note to <laughs> what a note to end on the series. What, what a climax to end it on. <laughs> So uh, if you are in need of some last-minute Christmas shopping for your uh, uh, tech-hungry friends or relatives, then there you go. That is a good sort of 10 or 12 fantastic recommendations we've just made for you. You have absolutely no excuse to disappoint everybody this Christmas. So they'll bring varying levels of sour disappointment. <laughs> on a sort of sliding scale as the, uh, as the episode went on. <laughs> of course, the best gift you can give Chris is telling your friends and family to listen to the show especially the smart salt shaker episode yes tell all your friends and family uh we are that's the real joy of christmas is sharing uh shitty tech with <laughs> uh with your loved ones and this is the best way to do that and remember if you're buying any smart devices for your loved ones this christmas keep the extended return receipt <laughs> said the ghostly voice of christmas <laughs> christmas future surely <laughs> Keep the extended returns receipts. It will fail on Boxing Day. <laughs> I think that about says it all, really, doesn't it? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Internet of Trash this year. Uh, this was our Christmas special. Jury's out whether it was more Christmas even last week's episode, <laughs> but hey, you know what? So uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, Internet of Trash will be back hopefully next year sometime with uh, season two, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Hopefully we'll cover some more uh, practical devices next year, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Speak for yourself. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> was the night before Christmas, when all through the smart house, not a device was stirring, not even a computer mouse. The smart rucksacks were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The voice-enabled Christmas tree sat decorated and proud, providing news updates and music aloud. Around the room were bottles of sherry, the smart wine bottle having helped many people stay merry. Dining places set for all of the family, a smart fork for each to help them eat calmly. The table's centrepiece emitting a beaming glow, a smart salt shaker, its pouring in constant flow. The presents were wrapped from family and friends, amongst them a smart hairbrush to detect dead ends. The kitchen trash can ready for the empty beer cans, of course not letting them go in first without a scan. When around the house there rose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. A security drone passed by in a flash. Its AI was surely about to crash. As I headed to bed, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a Christmas greeting from my smart toaster, its message unclear. And at once, the chorus of smart speakers began to recite, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. night.